1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It is episode 528. Um, It's just me here doing the intro, your host, Kurt Geyer, if you want to be official about it. Uh, Everybody else, we're we're kind of in a rush where in real world time, Uh, When this launches, we'll be hunting in Africa. But, you know, I guess a lot of people don't realize, or maybe you guys do, um, whenever we have a hunting trip or, like, the hunting's going to get good or we know a cold front's coming, we pre-record, try to do the intros ahead of time, cram in the content, get them out because, like I always say, we're hunters first, we're podcasters second, but which we enjoy both in their own right. Um, So... If a lot of these intros don't make sense, but I had to get on here and say this because in this podcast, of course, we're talking big time and we're talking main event, which is the new hot food plot blend from big time. Um, Joe informed me this week that the quantities are getting low, like they're almost sold out of main event. So if you're hearing this and you want main event, I'd get on it fast. It could be out already. Um, but This is your fair warning right at the beginning of the episode. Try and get on it gets a main event ordered, and then I know um, that'll be online. Let me read a text from Joe. Um, It'll still be available at Rule King and Tractor Supply, but then you can't use the working-class bowhunter promo code, of course, at those stores. It doesn't apply there. It just applies at BigTime.com. If it is still available on BigTime.com, WCB2022 is your code to save some money. So if you can't get it online, try one of those farm stores. Um, I know Farm and Fleet. In our area might have it, but I don't know. Um so just a fair warning, guys. Um I apologize if it is out, but um they have a ton of great blends. If you can't get in the main event, uh something else will work for you. So um I'm gonna cut through it on this one and hope you guys enjoy this. Um this podcast. You know, it's always presented by Elite Archery. Um love our elites. Big time, of course, this episode. Huntworth, we're Dressed up in Huntworth right now. What's what's kind of cool is everything, all of our partners apply to what we actually do. So it's like makes perfect sense. We're using our elites in Africa, uh, big time. We're not carrying big time to Africa, but, uh, we're, we're decked out in Huntworth. We're actually going to have our scent crusher bags over there. Um, They told us that the winds have been swirling pretty bad, and that's the number one factor probably in the way we're hunting is going to be the wind. So we're going to be using Scent Crusher to our advantage. I imagine we're going to be sweating a lot and coming in and out to the blind. So we'll see. You know, I don't know how that's going to pan out, but um, Old Barn Taxidermy, of course, is going to be doing our taxidermy. Um, Leupold Optics, I mean, everything Leupold is going to be. Rangefinders, binos are going to be attached to us at all times for this. Um, Trophy Line, you know, I thought it'd be kind of cool to kill African game out of a saddle, but it's just not going to work over there um, like we thought. I'm, I'm sure someone will do it one of these days, but um, it'd be kind of neat, wouldn't it? Uh, and then uh, Spy Point, man, I have. I have three new uh, SpyPoint Flex cameras out right now, and they are super easy to set up, and they're performing flawlessly. Uh, What's the cool thing about it, and I know it's complaints with other cameras in the past and SpyPoints in the past, is like when you have to do the updates, you gotta go on, put it on the SD card, make sure you do it right, format it, all that crap. You put the SD card in, there's a format button right when you power the camera on, you scan the QR code, it adds it to your SpyPoint app, And then it'll be like, oh, update firmware. If it needs an update right away, you hit update firmware, wait 10, 15 minutes. It does it over the air. You don't got to do anything online. Does it automatically. Then there's a test photo button you hit, sends a photo to your phone. You're ready to rock and you set it up. And it's got dual SIM cards in it. So connects to the best signal in your area. Uh, It's the easiest cell cam I've ever set up. I've been running it for a few weeks at this point. Um, It's great. Honestly, Give it a try. I think for a lot of you guys that are SpyPoint haters, listen, I get it. SpyPoint's changing things, though. Their customer service is on par now. This camera is changing the way people think about SpyPoint. I'm telling you. Um, I've used a lot of SpyPoint cameras in the past, but I'm also like fairly good with technology. I know how to do, do the updates, and I know when it needs something done. So I've never had issues. Uh, most people overlook these little things that add up to a camera not working. The Flex is the shit. Um, try it out. I'm telling you. Um I wouldn't say it was the shit if it wasn't the shit. You wouldn't hear me talk about it. <laughs> I I'd, I'd skirt around it or I'd be honest and be like, "Yeah, hey, it needs some improvement. It's good. I promise." Um had to just say that, you know. Um Camel Fire, man, deals all the time. If you're planning on a hunting trip, you can get on Camel Fire, find a good deal uh for something you need. Or if you know you have a hunting trip 2 years out and you're building points, you could check Camel Fire for daily deals and then slowly build up what you need from sleeping pads to boots to whatever it is. Um, that's the benefit to it. You can save yourself some coin. Um, Novix tree stands. I don't know if the code still active. It was good for 200 uses. I think I was getting some notifications that the code wasn't working. So that means it's been used up. Um, and it's done, you know, and I think they're done with sales for the year too. So we gave the fair warning at at Novix. Um, hopefully you guys grabbed an echo or a Hilo. Um, we're rocking both the Hilo I keep on me ready to go, ready to be deployed on a game plan at any time. Um, Made here, Peoria, Illinois, um, an hour from the studio, not even. So check them out at Novix, uh, Thermo seat um, right now, you know, be getting your seat pad, tree stand seats, uh, replacement seats, um, D wedges. I mean, if you're coyote hunting, if you're camping, they got it all. Uh, code WCTS. Uh, victory arrows. I'm rocking rip TKOs, 100-grain broadheads for this hunt, and I'm rocking the lighted of Knox on my victory setup. Um, Everyone's rocking victory arrows on this African hunt. So um putting them to work, I hope. Um Grizzly box blinds. Cool thing about Grizzly, I just set my box blind up. I made my own uh it was my first box blind ever. I made my own stand. Um I went with a ten foot. So we did uh it comes with like uh you can order the T post brackets, or not T posts, my bad, four by four brackets for the bottom of the blind. We put ten foot Four by fours on each and I got twelve foot two by fours and just did X patterns and then I got two by sixes for my stairs. Ran a big ag anchor down the center and some ag anchors on the corner with um a heavy duty like toe strap. And I got the blackout shades on mine and it is money. Like I cannot wait to hunt out of it. I'm so excited. Um uh, I, I'm I never thought I'd be into a box blind, but now that I finally have one, I'm like, okay, this is gonna change things. I can bring the wife with me comfortably um, hopefully film a little more hunts it's going to open up a lot of opportunity we're super stoked and we got a podcast coming with grizzly in studio so we'll break down that a little more but check them out if you're in the market um, or you've been him hon getting a blind but just haven't done it yet i'm highly suggest checking out grizzly for that um, slick trick broadheads we're rocking that in africa um, we'll be rocking some pull back and let go gear um, so yeah i kind of went through these quick but I'm super thankful for all our partners, and we're super thankful for our, all of you for supporting us and our partners and uh, being with us while we chase our dreams. So uh, shout out to you guys. You guys are the real heroes of what we do. And uh, hope you enjoy this. Hope you learn a little bit about food plots. Hopefully you can get some main event. Um, keep us up to date. Are you doing fall plots? What If you're not doing main event or buck brunch, what are you planting and why? And what else have you done to your food plot? I'm becoming more of a food plot nerd as I get older, it's kind of like the dad and his fresh cut grass, you know. But but also way cooler. Um, thanks for being here. Hope you enjoyed this episode, guys.
2: I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody! It's John Dudley from Knock On TV.
0: Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline.
3: Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors.
0: Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector.
3: Hey, this is Melissa Bachman.
0: Working class, bow working class bow hunter. Working
3: class bow hunter.
0: Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in.
2: Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter.
0: It's really, really not that good class working class bow hunter podcast this is a uh, a podcast that had big big plans and certain situations kind of fell apart on us so it's me and Doug hosting what's up Doug how's it going I'm glad you're here I am <laughs> I'm here the mustache looking good as it always does thank you thank you and on the phone, our big-time homies that were really supposed to be here, or at least Joe was, uh, Joe Humphreys. What up, guys? And then our great uh, food plot scientist, Daryl. Che- what's Daryl? Cherry, what's up, buddy? How are you?
2: Good, how are y'all tonight?
0: Good, good. Well, last time we saw Daryl was in the Indianapolis show, man, so good to hear your sweet voice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay. Uh, what's what's up, fellas? Joe, you were supposed to be here. What happened?
3: Dude, so like you said, we had all these big plans. on am bringing over
0: seed for you guys for the
3: fall planning. We're going to have Hey, great your, your phone's cutting out, buddy. Is it really?
0: Nope, then it smoothed out. This is how this podcast is going. This is just not meant to you, be.
3: I, so I'm not going to be able to walk around in my backyard what you're telling me.
0: It sounds great right now.
3: Okay, I'm not going to move.
0: Walk um, in that one-foot circle. sit on the ground.
3: I may have to go grab another beer in a second. But anyway, so all these plans, I'm coming over to see you guys. I haven't been over forever. It's a three-and-a-half-hour drive, as you know, Kurt, from turkey season.
0: Yes, thank you. Uh, uh,
3: I, I, I literally got to the stoplight at 36, five minutes away from the plant. Had this really bad clanking, grinding noise. Uh, basically my wheel bearing exploded uh, up on the, the front right, so I limped it right back to the plant and uh, called you and said, yeah, I'm not going to make it tonight.
0: Bummer. Big bummer. Uh,
3: I was really wanting some new Windsor Depot wings, too.
0: How good is the Depot wings, man? That's like such yeah, a – Let the people know. The Depot really needs more credit um, in our area, and they have a good reputation for the record. But, yeah, that I, I'm sad you missed out on that. You send me a picture of a bunch of guys like underneath your truck, like your truck's sitting there, and I'm like, oh, this is uh, not good.
3: We were scrambling. I was like, I still have time. We can still like, – maybe it's just a rock in there or something. No, it, it was it was bad.
0: It's all right. It's okay. That's what phones are for. We made it work. Um, but we, we appreciate the effort. Um, you're coming out. First of all, thank you guys, um, and I'm thinking big time as a company too, as a whole, is for partnering with the shoot. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people got bags of seed and some. Uh, if they were lucky, they got a bag of main event um, and some supplemental feed yeah. and some goodies. So appreciate that as always. I think everybody else appreciated it too, and the after party bar tab. Um, yeah, thank you, Joe. But there's a lot of you, things.
3: You're just thanking me that I wasn't there, Doug. I know. I <laughs> bad
1: things happen when there. Yeah, yeah. Together. Well, it wouldn't have been as bad as last time on Doug's birthday. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't
0: allowed it. So. Yeah. Talking big time, you were gonna deliver some big time seed for us and for the Iowa boys and now Austin, because he has an Iowa farm, um, some supplement. You mean our Iowa boy? He's not fully <laughs> Iowa. Settled He's out. a half. <laughs> He's about a quarter. Um <laughs> wait till he moves. But what's new with big time, man? What what's something that people should look out for?
3: Uh, well well you hit it spot on with the main event. Uh it is just blowing up i mean i, I don't think daryl or i either could have expected how well it's going um that that's of course our new blend that we came out with this year i'll let mr d kind of dive into the uh the the essentials of it and everything but man it's just it's going nuts um it's been a as always been a great year uh now, now all of a sudden we're in july we're, we're talking about planning for the food plots and prepping and you know, the supplemental feeding's going strong right now, watching the deer grow. Um, we just had a big rain shower here, and the deer came out early, so I got to see a few of my eight-pointers because that's all I have here right now.
0: That's all but, that yeah. lives in Indiana, actually. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and it's,
3: it's weird. I have one nine because he has a double brow on one side. It's that <laughs> right.
0: all eights.
1: Better shoot and get those genetics out of there. Yeah, bad genetics. I'll come out. <sighs> <laughs> well,
0: there come you go. Out. So uh, main event. We've kind of been we've been talking about main event when we talk about big time on the podcast, but no better person to explain it than Daryl. What the hell is main event, Daryl? What's going on with all that?
2: That's our um, newest mix. We've been testing it for a few years now, and uh, and it's done really good all over the country. And um, we've been really excited for this one, and um, kind of held off during COVID a little bit to you know we really wanted to be able to hype it up a little bit more than, you know, than the downplay of COVID. And uh, so we, we hit it this year with it running, and um, it's been great so far, like Joe said. And it's a mix of um, seven different seeds and uh, all brassica. Um, you've got, uh, just to kind of run down the grocery list of them, it's, uh, you've got Winfred brassica, which is a hybrid. For those that don't know, it's a hybrid current kale. Uh, seed uh, it, it's a proven winner the, the, the deer love that very cold tolerant has good regrowth um, which a lot of brassicas don't but it, this one does uh, we've got the forage collard in there which is really kind of coming on the scene um, more and more these days and uh, deer are hitting those pretty hard we've got kale uh, like we've had in some of our other mixes you've got radish you got two types of turnips. you got a forage turnip, and then you've got your traditional uh, purple top that's going to give you the, the tuber for late season and then finishing it out with, with rape. So it's, a, it's got some components that can be browsed early season, as um, early as the rut, you know, in, in October, all the way, you know, into the, the harshest of winter. So it really is kind of a, a good front-to-back deer season and uh, fall-to-winter mix there.
0: Uh, Daryl, I had a question. When you say it, forage collar, is that what you said?
2: Forage collared, yeah. It's
0: collared. So when you say it coming on the scene, it's like I picture this new hip-hop group that comes on the scene. Everyone's like, oh, shit, we didn't know these guys existed. <laughs> They're pretty good. What does that mean when it comes to food plots? Like, is it coming on the scene? Like, where was it it's- before?
2: Well, it's 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 just kind of like one of you know one of those deals where hasn't been around. You know, it was kind of bred between some crosses of other collars and so on. And um, it's not that it's new to the world and just created, but it's um you know you you look for some different seeds and you test them and see you know how the deer are gonna browse them you know versus other seeds. How are they going to do for cold tolerance, heat tolerance, you know, drought, and, and all the things that go into what we what we're watching when we test all these seeds, and um, and it's not, you know, it, it's just something that guys are are, it's becoming more and more popular. Um, I Me, mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're the only people that have forage collars in their mixes or anything like that, but in, you know, from deer in the deer world, it is something that's relatively newer in, you know, in deer mixes and stuff that, um, is becoming more and more popular. Um, and, and it really is a premium type seed. The deer really love it.
0: Makes sense. Cool. It, it's cool how you guys get the blends to make them more optimal yeah, for your budget, for your dollar. Like you can go, you can get your use out of it for a full season. Um, And I see the benefit of that, you know, killing a buck off of a big-time plot last year, late October, um, browsing in the plot, does browsing in the plot, to come late season, seeing deer also eat in the same plot. Um, You kind of feel like money well spent when you're doing it and effort well spent. Because nothing's worse than doing all the work and not really sure if you're doing it correctly and then having it all fall on its face. I've done that in the past and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have too. So uh, hats off to you guys for creating the blends that you have and uh, making them very um, – I, I don't really know the term – hand tool uh, accessible, hand tool ready, hand tool – Hand tool friendly. Friendly, applicable.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. added a couple Bs yes, in the, there. Yeah,
0: that's the word we want. But you know what I'm saying though? Like it's when someone spends their money – on seed with high hopes of this is my golden ticket to attracting deer to my piece in this one mm-hmm. spot, concentrating the deer it's kind of a lot of weight on your guys' shoulders as a reputation for a company. Yeah. Because I, I feel like them to do it. a lot of people can drop the ball and fuck up a lot of conditions and then it'd be their fault, but then they blame the seed. Does that make sense?
2: All the time. It's always the seed's fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the time.
0: I don't, I
1: would do the same. So don't you judge. No, at yeah, the, the same
2: scene. time, we are, you know, you have to be patient with, with consumers in that because at the end of the day, I think we said it on your last, on the last time we were together. Um, um You're asking everyday consumers to be a farmer that they may have never even planted a garden, quite frankly. So, right. um, and um, you're asking them to go out there and, prepare a seed bed the way it's supposed to be and uh, everything else that goes into it and then have success, um, you know, it's, it's a lot. So, I mean, you know, we, we, put, we do put a lot of time and effort in trying to, uh, you know, make it as foolproof as we can so that the customer can have, you know, some type of success regardless right. of whether they don't do it perfect or if they do. Um, and it, you know, food plots really is. I think you guys are messing with them enough now. You really do. Barn that Mother Nature cooperates. You really do get out what you put in.
0: For sure, for sure. And I feel like in my evolution of my big time relationship now, do I do everything to a T that i that Daryl and Joe probably would recommend that I do? No, I don't. Honestly, I, I my lacking quality. Is that I'm really bad at soil tests. Yeah. And and, and when I say really bad, I, just, I don't do them like you guys say I should. And um, I need to change that this year because I still have time. But I will tell you that I've, uh, and Joe's seen my fleet of ever evolving line of food plot equipment. Um, so it's becoming a brand a- new cedar. I got a brand new cedar. Shout out to <laughs> Joe. <Jill. laughs> have you seen my YouTube seeding video? Daryl, did you watch that? I did see that. It was um, it was worth the watch. I was having a hard time, and then uh, so thank you, Joe, and uh, thank you, Daryl, for the support. Um, But I'm stepping up my game slowly. You know, like it's becoming easier to get plots in the ground um, and on a different volume, and and to be able to change the shape of them, do a bigger area, control entry and exit, stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do need to step up my soil test game. Same. Yeah,
3: well, it, it's such an easy step, and it's so easily overlooked, and it's one of the simplest things you can do to help yourself. But it, it's just, you know, one of those. Eh, I forgot to do it. No big deal. And yeah. What is it about a soil
1: like, test that I'm just like, nah?
0: I'll t- I, I can answer know, that it's, question. It's the
3: next step.
0: Well, here I don't know if you guys. Let me answer it from my point of view. My point of view is a little bit, and th- this is contradictory, and I know that. Right. Okay, I know this. I I, I know. I
1: think I might agree with what you're about to say.
0: Here's the thing: I know that if I don't drink 20 beers when we do a podcast, I'm gonna feel better tomorrow. You know what I do? (laughs) I drink 20 beers when we do a. I don't really drink 20, (laughs) but I drink a lot. (laughs) We don't (laughs) don't, don't have a.
1: We don't have a problem. Like
0: I know what's best for me. Mm. Do I always do what's best for me? No, because sometimes it's inconvenient. Yeah. Soil test. I think from my perspective, and I'm like. And this plot's going to be great, and I have so much confidence, and I know that I just work this dirt, get the get it cold to and do everything right. Get the rain; it's going to be a great big time plot. And I'm going to be really happy, and I'm going to kill a deer over it. What I'm scared of with time, I take the soil test kit, and it's like you need X amount of product to put on. I'm like, oh shit, more work. It's almost like in a little way, ignorance is bliss, where it's contradictory—is you wasted time, time and money on your yeah. investment. So. I understand it doesn't make sense, but do you see my my little sliver of – Kind of like that old
3: mentality of what you don't know can't hurt you. Exactly, like then, 100%. Like, you, know, like if you have you have soil that's crap, but if you don't do the soil test, you don't need to you know, appreciate the fact that you need to put a lot more into it.
0: One hundred percent.
3: Why our seeds don't work for you? I think
2: you rep, but I think you represent in and all of that you just said. You, you, I think you represent the majority of folks out there doing food plots, mm-hmm. and you know, and from but from where we sit, it's not that you know. Obviously, you know, not to contradict what we preach about soil testing and, and how important it is because it really is uh, the number one stepping stone to success. You know, overall success. But that's not to say that you can't have success if you don't do it. That's not to say that you can't just add blind, add lime and fertilize and be like, hey, this is what I got. This is what I'm putting on. Let's go. But, um, you know, it, it we have to, you know, it's just our place that we have to throw it out there um, what's right so that, you know, then if a customer comes back, we can walk them through the steps and try to, pinpoint well this might be why you didn't have success and so on but um no i mean I, there's just there's there's a lot of i mean look this is the working class podcast mm-hmm. everybody was they're they're working dudes you don't have a lot of time so not everybody has time to go out to the farm pull samples let me go send them off let me wait for them they got one shot to get it done and hey do what you got to do and um and do it the best you can and and rock on but um but now, now i mean i will say this to the soil test and it's important in today's times when fertilizers insane it, it could have it, it could help you save money but at the same time i mean you know the same guy might be saying well i'm gonna save money by cutting out fertilizer mm-hmm. and, and, and and wish for the best but so, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it is one of those things, not to say that soil tests aren't important, but to say that you can still have success. And I think that a lot of pressure gets put on guys trying to plant food plots because of what they read. You know, there's so much information out there. You know, and they get on these random food plot forums on social media and various places. And, you know, and it's the guys on there that, you know, are talking jumps because, oh, you didn't do it by the book, and you're an idiot, you know. No, you're not. You're doing the best you can, and you're doing it how you want to do it. I mean, you know, you can't – I feel like you can't go to the, anywhere anymore and hardly learn without being judged or criticized, or, you know. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's – do you have fun putting your food plots down, Kurt, and getting the best – you know, getting something growing and seeing deer in it?
0: Oh, of course. That's Isn't
2: that what matters?
0: Oh yeah.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. So I actually um and the opposite of Kurt for food Plot, I'm like in my head, you know, we're in the Midwest, there's fields all around, beans, corn everywhere, like in my head I'm just like, Oh, the soil's good. Like Yeah, the but plant, they're putting down product that yeah, you don't no, know. true. About. But like in my head I'm like, good soil. Good dirt.
0: It's we good got dirt. the best soil in the world. <laughs> good. <enough. laughs> Ding. <Ba-ding. laughs> But I feel Doug, I feel like you and Eric are a little less into pl- well here's yeah, what I, I don't think do as much food. Here's plots what I for think sure. the difference is you guys live in a state that allows supplemental feed in the off season. True. In Illinois you can't. Indiana you can, right, Joe?
1: Yeah, we
3: can.
0: And, in the off season. In the off season. But in Illinois, a big time food plot is all I have for a main uh, rather, you know, other than a crop field or a natural funnel or what, you know, shit like that, but attractant wise, mock scrape. scrape. Yeah, you're you're Uh, using uh, that
3: you're using that not only as your, you know, food source, but your inventory tool and everything else that, you know, you know, we can do the supplemental feeding. Like You're hoping that they come to the food plot. So, yeah, it's more emphasis on you for sure.
0: Yeah, but you know what I've found like in time, I'm enjoying – and maybe – I think it's – I've been kind of been <laughs> conscious of me getting older a little bit, like getting into my 30s type. And, and maybe you guys can relate to this. I don't know. But I've I've never really understood, like – I never gave a shit about my grass. I And I don't – I still don't really. But I enjoy, like – I'm with you there. Being on the equipment. Like, I like that I have I, – I spent the money on a nice lawnmower. I just bought a new food plot tractor. Like, I'm enjoying – mowing the trails, mowing the food plot, tilling, setup you know, like more of like the miniature um, amateur farm management for, for what I'm allowed to do. Like I'm enjoying that process just as much as anything else, because it's given me like,
3: I think it's it's a sense of pride, man.
0: It's a sense of pride, but I think it's like becoming a little more mature. Like it's my time to get away from my life and think about things, you know, like,
1: yeah, I guess I can see that.
0: It's like a meditation in a way while I'm doing this work that I know is productive for my big time plot, for my my season. For you know what I mean? You guys got to know you're, you're with me on that, right? Yeah,
3: we, we do it every day, man. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it just the everything that gets so much more than killing the deer on it, and just making everything right. And to your standards, to, you know, to Daryl's point, doing it the way you want to do it. Get away from the Facebook forums and everybody telling you you're wrong. Just go do it and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, learn and, learn from your own mistakes if you you know. What I mean, yeah. but honestly, you know, and I think part of what's enabled me not to do soil tests like I should is that I, I've been lucky that I've always had great results. Yeah, so it's I'm always like I'm good, you know. But you got that
3: good black dirt
0: over there. That's right, and and. and Every big-time plot I've ever planted has done very well for me. Now I've – I guess if I lived in well, the – that's got to
3: be the seed. I mean, if it's doing bad, it's not the seed. But if it's doing great every single time, it's has seed. Be the seed right? It's a seed. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> but if I lived in an area that I knew wasn't known for good soil, maybe I would have a different attitude on it because maybe the first time I ignored a soil test and I had a more of a negative result than I was expecting, then maybe then I would lean – well, hey, I got to make up for what my soil lacks in nutrient to make this food plot more optimal for what yeah. I want.
2: Yeah, the the food plot population out there, versus you know what Joe and I are dealing with across all the states, it's it's nuts what some of these guys are having to deal with. I mean, whether it be rocks or whether it be um, just. Sandy, no organic matter, can't hold nutrient. I mean, all kinds of stuff, and it's um, and those guys, if they want it, they there's a lot of work that they have to put in just to try to build to it. Um, and it's not always just as simple as going out and buying lime and fertilizer. I mean, it's literally, you know, years of planting strategic plants to build up organic matter and to do the. I mean, it's um. It, it, it's work for some guys, but it, you know I, I love seeing it that these guys stick to it because they, like you said, they enjoy it. It becomes a hobby slash passion, and I, you know I always say that somebody gets into food plotting. There's a part that they'll of that that they'll enjoy just as much of going out and putting in their time and seeing that finished product. It becomes almost as enjoyable as hunting, and you know going out there and watching the deer come out and eat the fruits of your labor
0: yeah 100 percent. i mean you can see like you see some of these bigger name personalities on your favorite shows and it's like you see what that obsession has turned into like it's like full-blown farm like it's full-blown giant farm tractors putting in giant beautiful plots i mean that's how that happens right it's like if the resources are there and you can afford it or have access to equipment it eventually ends up there because you become so passionate about it, you find a way to make it happen. Um, I mean, Austin Chandler right there, he's a farmer. Yep. He's also a deer hunter. He doesn't need to take the time out of his farming to go put in the big, like lush and detailed big-time plots that he does, but he does it, you know. He's doing it more now, too. He's doing it even more now. The new Iowa farm. Yeah, more projects. And so that just shows the passion carries over. Because he could probably just be doing normal farm stuff. Oh, yeah, and be, fi- like, and be fine. The deer will probably go there. But but he's taking and, his time and, to do these other big-time setups. You,
3: you know, to that point, I, I know that Austin and Daryl talk a lot and just get really passionate into it to, to that point of he they they just really love doing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, I think, too, you got somebody like Austin and, you know, uh, several of the ones that you mentioned a while ago that are the bigger equipment stuff, you know, those are guys that have, are, are experienced. They've killed a lot of good deer. They, You know, they've been around the block, and they have, they've proven and learned over the years that, you know, these you might live in cropland, you know, haven, but this food plot tucked over here strategically or, or, or this done over here, It gives them that edge to consistently kill the best deer in the area every year, right? Or have or have a chance to kill them versus well, you know, I got beans and corn everywhere. Let me take my chances. And um, so that's I think that's why you know Austin and some of these others they see the the need and the reason you know or, or worth of doing these food plots even in cropland.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, A question that I just thought of, Daryl, that I I don't want to, I don't want to forget it because, Mm -hmm. um, so sorry if I, this is kind of an abrupt transition, but I know I'll forget if I don't talk about it as I thought about it. Buck brunch has always been that blend. That's kind of like here at working class bow hunter. That's normally like our flagship um, food plot blend. We're big brunch people. Yeah. We we love the buck brunch. That's it's it's been great for us to plant. Um, it's been it's proven results. We've killed deer over it. I killed my buck over it last year. Um, we love it, right? Why would someone and uh, maybe the answer is obvious, but why would someone want to plant the main event over buck brunch, or is it preference, or where does one better than the other, or why would someone choose one or the other?
2: I mean, all in all, you're gonna have you're gonna the main event's going to put out more tonnage of, of food, just given the differences in plants. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to put out more forage. Um, and it's going to probably give you more of a, a a full gamut of, you know, kind of how these plants come in and out of palatability. And they, you know, that's part of our, strategic process of building a blend is to, to have it continue for as long as it can um, so you're going to have that a little bit longer than you are it, some of that's just because of the blend the different types of seeds that are in it versus the buck brunch um, and I mean it's no secret that, that that buck brunch has the has ryegrass in it mm-hmm <laughs> Well, it, it, it's it got that in it because of the nature of that type of product. Um, you know, there's a lot of people say, oh, it's got ryegrass, it must be garbage. Well, you know, to each their own on that. I mean, I could argue that.
0: What's the hate on ryegrass? Because I've seen that. I've I've seen advocates and people just be straight boners about ryegrass.
2: Well, I mean, you know, you know my answer. <laughs>
0: yeah, Probably I know. I'm asking the... Daryl, Joe. <laughs> What's if, Joe's if answer? We'll get to Joe's answer. <laughs> By the oh, way, oh, um, the- good luck ever doing another podcast that calls somebody that comments on ryegrass a boner. <laughs> Just side note. Think about it. Sorry.
1: Um, no, no, no,
2: to, but to the question, I mean, I think the, the technical term is, is it going to be as nutritious or as palatable and, and and so on as several of your cereal grains? No, I'm not going to lie to you about that. But that being said, it grows. You know, you've you, you're, you're, you, you're got a product here that's created for somebody that's going to be having minimal tools, might be minimal prep, that, you know, it might be questionable ground. So the, the, the number one goal is, is for that guy to have success in growing something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ryegrass will grow about anywhere. So it gives that guy in that you know whether he's prepping his ground with a tractor and planting it like he ought to, um, he's going to give him a stand there. But he's going to you know if he goes back in the woods and rakes out a hole in the woods and he's got minimal sunlight and he's still going to have some success. Mm -hmm. And um, and at the end of the day, you know people talk about ryegrass and it's, it's the same with cereal grains. Plants have different sugar contents. They have different winter hardiness. There's a lot of things into it more than just the plant. And um, so that being said, not all, not not every plant's created equal. And um, if your deer doesn't have, I mean, deer walk around the woods and eat dead leaves and sticks and whatever they can find. Are you telling me that if if, if you don't have anything, that that deer's not going to go eat that green ryegrass?
0: Right it's a good point. I mean, you
1: have
2: you've, you've seen it for years and they eat yours, don't they?
1: Yeah. True.
2: So, uh, it's just it, it gets a bad rap from the guys that kind of that we were talking about earlier that are the elitists and all that, but and
0: the dickbags of the internet, bless their hearts. Yeah.
2: It's if the fraud of the peasants. If yeah. I was ranking um <laughs> Joe. <laughs> grains it wouldn't be at the top of my list but it, it works right and I, I don't i don't think that you know i think it's our goal is to have our customers have success mm-hmm. with food plots so to sit there and you know and just dog out plants and you know some plants are better than others i i, I think it's got its place now I, I think you you know we've got some cereal grains in our buck brunch and stuff like that but um that's why you have the the mix of the clovers and the and the brass in there too it, it's just kind of a smorgasbord
0: right well and I, for already you know I haven't talked about it much but I've at least mentioned it i just uh my wife and I just purchased our first uh forty acre farm of our own which is you know crazy uh to even wrap my head around still to this day um but I already have a spot you know my buddy lee came out and help me cut some trails and do a few do we well, set up some mock scrapes and stuff like that. And um, I wasn't really going to do much for food plots this fall because uh, I wanted to hunt it naturally. And then I wanted to basically put the plots to benefit natural deer movement from there. I, and that's just, I don't know. I, I might end up doing something, but I talked to Joe. I'm like, Hey, I might want another bag. Cause I got an idea, but we we're, we were talking about this certain spot. That's, Um, It's in a shaded area, but it gets some. It's hard to explain without giving my property 100% away. But um, it's a spot that it will be perfect for like a little half acre buck brunch spot in an area that deer are going to move through anyway, no matter what. Um, And the first thing I thought is like, man, if it's shady here, the buck brunch is still going to do really well. Like, there's still going to be something there for the deer. The soil's good. I know that. Um, But. I think that's the attractiveness to buck brunch is the hardiness of the blend.
2: And a good thing about a a blend like that too, is you can, you know, it's, I'm not going to say that it's, it's meant to be, you know, you're, you're 100%. I mean, you might only have one plot. So it is, you know, but it's not, it's, it's good for, it's meant to go off outside of the guys, minimal, minimal equipment. So on to have a spot for the deer to cruise through in that transition area coming, you know, on their way to wherever they might be going. I mean, there's just so many ways that you can use that type of plot that um, some of these other ones just don't they don't work
0: Mm-hmm. for sure. Is, uh, is ryegrass good to mow? Like when you're doing a maintenance, is, is it good to mow the ryegrass, like the tops of it off?
2: I, I don't think you're getting a whole lot of benefit out of that. No, no.
0: just curious. You know, I, so that, that, uh, that, that, Clover plot that I did the uh, the failed cedar video on. I was just talking to Austin about it because I don't know how you guys feel. Um, talking to Joe and Daryl. Have you ever done frost seeding? No. Doug? I did, it was a thawed out day, but it ended up fr- like, you know, frost and freezing over. But it was like mud. So I was joking around saying I was mud seeding. And I'll be honest, when mm-hmm. I was doing it, I felt like I was wasting seed. Like it just didn't feel... It didn't feel productive. You know what I mean? Does that make sense a little bit? Like I was like, ah, this isn't going to take. And then you go down there now, and it's like you could lay that looks in good, it, man. It's uh, I sent Joe. I sent you some pictures, and yeah, I went <laughs> down there. Really I'm like, good. wow. And I, what I did was I mowed some uh, grass was coming up in it, and I mowed the top of it off. And I went down there the other day, and I'm like, "This is impressive. You could fall in it, and it, the clover so thick it would cushion your landing." <laughs> Dang.
3: No, Kurt, is it like crowd surfing in your food plot?
0: It would be clover surfing. It would be like crowd surfing. It's it's that lush. Nice. Like it's it's lush. You use that, Joe. Yeah, that,
2: Kurt. I let me back up. So your question about mowing the ryegrass or mowing grass is. Was it was it now or were you talking about during the season?
0: Uh, be like now, like now. Like oh yeah,
2: there's definitely there's definitely benefit to that now, um, because you, you know you're trying to it, it's competition for your clover, so you you know you don't necessarily that's gonna it's gonna die out with the heat and all anyway. I guess so, I guess yeah, Daryl
0: I mean, to clarify, my question didn't really apply too much to buck brunch because that's a fall planted blend anyway, usually, um, right? That's, I'm. I've yeah, always playing yeah. in the I mean, fall. Yeah. You, would, you
2: would you would do more damage, to whacking off your brassicas and everything else. Right. In the fall, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Really, whacking. I think what you're meaning. They <laughs>
3: said whacking off.
2: Mowing. <laughs> I love
0: that Joe's it's, it's So good. Is
2: <laughs> definitely a. It's, it's critical this time of the year. Whether whether you're mowing or whether you're using herbicides, um, for weed prevention, it is it is key for sure.
0: And I notice that too. Like I'm always. Because I'm still learning, right? Like, and I just got this new tractor. When I say new tractor, it's new to me. It's I was like 11 when this thing was was brand new, so new to me. I'm in love with it. So I I pull the deck all the way up, and I'm just mowing the tops of the grasses off. And I notice, like, when I go down a little later and check this thing out, it's like it's crazy, like the life it kind of brings into it. Absolutely. And that's that's yeah. I, I think that has to do with like the. The evolving passion with me and, like, this small-time, um, if you even want to call it farm management, or like this small-time farming for deer, like, that's what's rewarding. Something so simple of just driving in circles to mow off the tops of everything and coming back down and being like, wow, mm-hmm. that really helped it. Like, that looks great. Like, look at this clover. I'm sending pictures of Joe and Austin because he was there and just sending Snapchats, brag about how good my clover looks. Like, that's, a, that's satisfying.
2: That's also. I was going to ask you that because when we were the last podcast, I was with you guys. You know, I asked you why you at that point you had no interest really in doing clover, and I was like, I asked you why. Yeah. And you you try it, and you're like, well, you know, you're talking about your spots and this and that, and and time as far as getting to it to for the maintenance and all that, and you know, look where we are now, and you've got a lush clover plot. Yeah, so, a year later, really,
0: roughly, right. Not, yep. Yeah,
2: not even. So that speaks volume. Well, yeah, about a year. That speaks volume. You went out there and tried it, and now you've got success, and you know you've proven to yourself, well, this wasn't that hard, you know, and now I've got a clover plot.
0: Well, it's honestly the working-class blend is clover because if, you, if you're if you out of time for work and you can't replant, if you plant the right blend, it's going to come back, and it's going to take some maintenance when you get back, but mm. it's going to grow. It's pretty hardy, like, you know, I did some work. I had to go out there and put some effort into doing that and fuck with a shitty cedar. And, you know, not a lot of effort, but still, I could easily not have done it. Yeah. You Just know, stayed home. And- um, but I mean, I don't know if that's your guys' perspective, but from my experience, like clover, whatever blend you get, is you put, put the little bit of effort it takes into it. If you can maintain it here and there, you don't got to kill yourself doing it. And then if you can't get to it in the spring, you're probably still going to have a decent clover plot the following year.
2: Yeah. And you don't, and I think that shows, you know, you don't have to, and sometimes on, on, in pictures or TV and, and, and various things like that, you see these, you know, beautiful manicured plots and all. And, you know, just because you've got some weeds in your plot doesn't mean that it was a failure. And, you know, um, and some weeds, I mean, dear love and there's a lot of, there's a lot of protein in weeds. There's a lot of, you know, natural brows that deer like to browse on it that are, that are, we call weeds that we would kill out. But, you know, um, they're not, they're not all bad. It's just, um, you know, it, it is competition. You don't want it to take over your desirable plot, but mm-hmm. it, I think, you know, I think too, you kind of showed this year the success and the benefits of frost seeding where you, you hit it at the right time. And, you, you did very minimal to no ground prep, so you saved that. You time want to know what the ground prep
0: that? was, Daryl? Honestly, I, it was a buck brunch plot last year, and the deer ate it to the dirt. And then, right, they the, did the, the work for me. I'm not kidding I, either. That's not a fucking let's jerk off big time. weather on the podcast, that's on. You can see in the video, it's mud, it's dirt. Like, but please go ahead. I mean, Hey, go, go. you didn't come here and your, your truck broke down. Should Otherwise have been here. the results yeah. might've been different, but, but honestly it's on video. You can go watch the video on our YouTube. You can see that I'm, I'm not bullshitting, but that is, that's a perk. I had buck brunch there before and it was mm-hmm. down to the dirt after EGPs. the season was done. Yeah. So it's kind of nice actually. <laughs> um,
3: Man, that, but, that was a good point. You brought up Kurt, like talking about frost eating like, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there, and, and Daryl and I, he's taught me a lot on this, where, you know, way back when, I always thought you had to have snow on the ground, the frost seed. Mm-hmm. That's not the case at all, you know, I mean.
0: Well, I called you, Joe, before I did that, you remember?
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, basically, if, if you're getting that good, uh, you know, frost right on top of the ground at night, and then it's warmed up during the day. That's a really good condition because it's gonna suck the seeds right down. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot more time that you can frost seed than what a lot of people think. Like it, it's not just you know, you know, mid late March. Like you, you can go a ways into it, and with without doing a whole lot of work to it. Mm-hmm. That, that's my favorite way to do clover.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, my mind has been changed on it, like, my perspective. Something that seems like... And I don't want I don't want to seem, like, negative when I say it seems like a waste. But that's kind of in the back of your head while you're doing it. Like, it's so early. Um, mm-hmm. Birds could eat all this. Like, I'm concerned about how it's going to turn. And, and I'll be honest, like, I checked on it pretty quick. I'm like, that that didn't take. And then a few more weeks went by and I come back down. I'm like, holy shit, it took. Look at this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it, the patience. Can equal success with food plots, you know. Give it the time, and it. But you go down there, and it's hard to believe. Like Chandler and I just had the conversation. It's like it's kind of hard to believe that when you do that, you give it a little bit of time, and you come back, how lush and like you, you, you almost go back with confidence. Like, yeah, I frost seeded this. Look how good it is. Yeah, because I know what I'm doing. Like that's yeah, how I, I know what I'm doing. That's how I feel about it now. And I, that might be hard to explain until somebody tries it. But I'm glad I did it.
2: Well, that's the beauty of of seeds of frost seeding but like i mean that's one thing that why clover is so successful at frost seeding it's a hard enough seed that it'll sit there in the ground until the conditions get the soil temperatures and all the conditions get right for it to germ it's just sitting there and it won't sit in the ground and rot or anything like that and then when when everything lines up boom it comes here it comes and you and you get to benefit from the Generally, you're going to get some spring rain, so it gets it off to a good start, mm-hmm. and it's there early, so it's already done. Versus if you were going to try to plant a spring food plot after frost seeding, and you go out there and prep the ground and all that, well, now you're 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 putting it in and trying to time it with rains, and and, and you're asking that plant to start then versus already being there, waiting for the conditions to get right. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, hundred
0: yeah. percent, and. You know, I never really thought about it that way I either. until I did it. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, just one of those things. I'm glad I did it. The results were great, and I'm happy I did it. Because what I did, the game plan was I took that plot that uh, gave me really great results. i um, really happy with it. It's not that I didn't want that to be, uh, I didn't want it not to be a plot because I'm going to hunt that spot a lot this fall, um, or I'm expecting to. But I was moving my more late season blend to this bigger plot That I'm setting up, and I put borderline in. Um, Austin came out with this drill. We put borderline in, and uh, luckily we've had some great rain the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's already growing. It's already six inches tall or so. Wow! Um, and I have a pretty cool. I meant to send you pictures the other day, Joe. I just uh, I was mowing and doing other six-inch management stuff. Yeah, I was going to send you some six-inch borderline, um, but. I'm already really excited for it because I feel like we got in a little late, um, but I don't feel that we did now with the rain. Honestly, I think if we had done it two weeks yeah, earlier, it would have been, been stunned a little bit from no rain.
3: Man, it, it, I'll, I'll tell you, at the plant this year, like we have not had the rain like you guys have, and uh, Daryl's had to, to hear me cry and moan every day about how dry it is. The, the sun is camp, tears.
0: <laughs> wow thanks doug
3: uh the, the sun has more. been doing Did really it. good for us i'm just i'm literally just trying to move on past he. <laughs> just the the sun has been doing really good the the sorghums and everything in there are really struggling we finally got a good rain day but that's the nice thing about borderline that i've noticed that you know it'll it'll kind of stunt and everything but it can pop real it, just like corn you know i mean it'll really bounce back really quick so i'd you know, I haven't given up hope on it.
0: Yeah, it, it's and it's a cool concept because it's—is it technically a food plot? Not really, right? It's it's an accessory to your food plot, but deer will eat it. Uh, it's yeah, an attachment. I mean,
3: Austin killed a deer the, eating it.
2: The goal isn't to have the deer eat it for sure, um, but um, the good thing is that. <laughs> at least once it gets to an edible stage, it's usually tall enough, you know, when the seed, when the seed heads bake on the sorghums and stuff like that, that you've got a good enough tall, hopefully tall enough stand by then. But it's not, it's not created to be a food source. Ultimately. No.
0: Well, it's funny. It's like, we talk about Austin's big buck that he took all the shit for Leah's buck. He, he shot that eating on, it was eating borderline when he shot it, um, which is amazing. But, the way I planted oh,
3: they'll, they'll definitely browse on that sun hemp and stuff. I mean it they'll they'll tickle it. But it, it's not gonna be like your actual food source.
0: Right, yeah, and it wasn't the main course there either, but that's what he was just nibbling on it, you know. I just I think it's kind of a cool coincidence. But I have border I'm excited for the borderline we planted because I'm basically gonna make a tunnel out of it for my e bike to a box blind. So yep. we planted it. Um, and I am going to go in and make my tunnel, if that makes sense. After it's grown up a little bit, to basically get the most the maximum coverage I can for my entry exit route mm-hmm. to slip in and out on my magic carpet, which I call my e bike, um, and get to where I want to hunt. Got my big time plot set up, and then we did a, a U shape around the perimeter where um, where the the food plot would be exposed to the, to the open um, on the side that's not like timber edge if that all maps out mm-hmm. how I explain it. So I'm super excited to see how it all works out. And that's going to be like a pretty rewarding feeling because this next couple of weeks, I'm going to go in. I've already sprayed it. The goals are going till it get it prepped. When we come back from Africa, I'm going to plant. And then that's not to. We're on off to the races is the goals.
3: Can, can you take a bag of buck brunch to Africa with you and throw it out and just see if it'll grow over there?
0: I don't Does think they let of- you transport like plants and shit.
3: Oh, they, they hate ryegrass, huh?
0: Fierce. Yeah. Next thing you know, Africa's just covered in buck buckbrush. <laughs> Breaking news: <laughs> invasive food Dumb plot. Podcast. Blend. <laughs> Joe Humphreys and <laughs> idiots on popular <laughs> North American podcast. I don't know what they call us. Popular in one state. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk podcasters. <laughs> Drunk podcasters bring whitetail blend kudu are huge all of a sudden (laughs) monsters (laughs) they're curling
3: so much more
0: instead of two and a half curls I got four and a half and 90 inch kudu everywhere you look
3: it could happen you never know you never know don't don't be the don't be the next
2: Brittany Griner uh, in jail for bringing something illegal into a country don't be that
0: I don't even know who that is what'd she bring
2: Uh, something that was illegal and now she's in jail in Russia oh shit Oh yeah, is that oh, the, yeah, yeah. the WNBA check? Yeah, we don't need to get too far off on her,
3: but you know, but
0: she had some marijuana cigarettes in her pocket or something.
3: Did did she get ten years over there? Did I see that? Because I saw a meme today that said twenty thirty two comeback king or comeback queen or something because she's going to be over there for a while.
0: Oh my gosh, how horrifying would that be? Oof-ta. Yeah, that's scary, man. No, that and you
3: know they have good prisons in Russia.
0: That's like a nightmare end yeah, up in jail good. in a foreign country. But, Hard pass. But anyway, uh, I'm not bringing Buck Brunch to South Africa, even though okay. I'm sure they would appreciate it and the herd would love it. Uh, I'm going to bring some feet, though. I don't, don't think you can. <laughs> They're not going to let you do that, though. It's in my suitcase. It's my carry-on. I think, on. About,
2: the only shot, I think the, about the only shot we've got for big time in Africa is if you take a bunch of big time... Decals over there, and just stick them on every vehicle you walk past. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool.
3: <laughs> that'd be cool.
0: We could do that. We could do some uh, street marketing in South Africa. Yeah, <laughs> you get a bunch of calls. Hey,
3: you, you guys want to hear a funny story yes. about a decal? Yes. Uh, so, so two weeks ago, uh, me and Daryl had to go. He's laughing already. Um, we had to go down to Chattanooga for a a, a, a vendor show.
0: Joe, take two where, steps where to your left. Gonna, You're skipping out again
3: damn it. All right. You know, I like to walk around when I It's drive better.
0: So <laughs> it actually got better. That's funny.
3: <laughs> I went back to my same spot. Okay. I'm standing still again, Mom. Um, so, Good boy. So we, we drive all the way down to Chattanooga, Tennessee for this show. And we go to this restaurant on the river. And uh, I, I went back out to my truck for something. I see a sticker on the back of my truck. What <laughs> the hell is that? And it's a it's the decal of a dill pickle with a doe's head and legs on it, and it says dildo on it.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. I
3: immediately get pissed. I'm like, some asshole thought it'd be funny to stick this on my truck, which you guys have seen my truck. It's a giant decal for big time in America. Yes. And I'm, like, I'm just furious. Turns out it was my brother. And he put it on there like three weeks prior.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. So, shout out to
3: Andy Humphries; He's a dick.
0: So but, you thought yeah. it just like someone in the parking lot's like, yeah, this hunter's going to get this.
3: I just randomly stuck a, <laughs> a sticker on my truck. Turns out I've been driving around with it for three weeks.
0: All right. We can top your story. Yeah. All right. So the other day, um, and I'm not sure, like in podcast land, what episode is going to air when, but we had. Um, the great people from Illinois Deer and Beer Fest in the studio. Um, yep. By the way, that's coming up into August. We're having a working class bow hunter after party. Cody Christian, Dustin Huff, our play in is going to be, be, there. be there. Big time will be there. Big time will be there. Novex Tree Stands will be there. All the good people you want come drink a beer, have a good time. Illinois Deer and Beer Fest, um, August twenty sixth and twenty seventh. I believe the dates are. I believe so. Anyway, Cole, the owner of the show, does like. Uh, like liquidation type sales. He has like a business business he does on the side. So he buys like the whole thing. Amazon crates and it just gets random shit. Well, we're all in here talking and he's like, Hey, Kurt, he goes, dude, I have this big giant black dildo that I got in a crate. He goes, I didn't know it was in." He just gets them random. He doesn't know what's in him. He goes, I'm going to go out back and suction cup it on the back of Doug's window. And... uh <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, talking quiet like Doug can't hear me. And then I'm like, dude, that would be really funny. um Go for it. So he does that, and Doug drives, like, an hour home with this thing on his back window and realizes <laughs> it's on there. Thank God I realized it. Was just it
3: just bouncing around?
0: Uh,
1: yeah, kind of. I, I also – I, I just remember looking in the rear mirror like I saw something, like, weird, and I was like – Oh, you saw it while you were driving? Yeah, i was like, what the hell is that? And I looked at it more. I'm like, you know, even better. That's one thousand percent a dildo. Did you
0: stop and get it?
1: No, I just left it until I got home,
0: <laughs> hoping it blew off.
1: I think like one person took a picture or something. Maybe
0: you think? Yeah, <laughs> with our logo on your studio, st- <laughs> right next to it. So even better. What I want to do is keep it. That way, when guests stay at the studio, I'm going to tuck it into the sheet. Well, don't you can't say it out loud. Yeah, but no one listens to this. Sleep it out. Beep. No one listens to this podcast. Joe will know good now. Point. I should have saved it for him, but
1: look. I'm just glad I found yeah. it before I went onto a military base with a black dildo I'm back in my truck. It's a good point. You got shot down. Yeah.
0: Do Eddie? you want
3: another dildo story while we're on them?
1: Sure.
0: We're on a roll, Daryl. You got anything well, to add I mean, after this not? story?
3: Let's just keep on going.
0: Everybody's got a dildo Let's story.
3: So Jonathan, the the main guy at Casco. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> he calls me one super nice guy, like very quiet and everything. He goes, Hey, uh, I'm getting ready to send you a picture. I just wanted you to hear it from me before you saw it on social media. <laughs> okay. So a couple weeks ago, there was this picture floating around of this dude holding a catfish, and they found this giant dong in his gut. That was Jonathan from Casco. <laughs> like the first time he'd ever been catfishing on the Ohio River. He wanted to go catch a big blue cat, ends up catching a, a pretty good one. Like, I think it was pushing 30 pounds or so, and they couldn't figure out what this hard thing was what, in its stomach, and they, they found this big black dildo. Why are they always uh, black? What's the point? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> but it a uh, digested Nerf ball in it. But he was, and a he was Nerf like ball. Hey, where, where,
1: where, where's this catfish hanging out? Ohio.
3: Deal,
1: apparently wherever you <laughs> threw out your dildo at. That's just a regular Ohio day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doug <laughs> didn't think about it. He chucked that dildo into the Mississippi. And... <laughs> <laughs> just chucked it. Catfish but, yeah, I mean, dude, that, it. You know, like
3: the Huffington Post got a hold of him. The, the New, New York Storm. Times. <laughs> yeah, he's just got weird. And he is just such a quiet guy. And I, I talked to his – his aunt who owns casco and she just thought it was hilarious She's like yeah we got to get him like a marketing agent or something now and like everybody's calling him. dude that, that would kind of like.
0: suck man to find that and then all of a sudden people are wanting to talk to you because you found a sex toy and a catfish it's like
3: yeah well i told him i said we need to take it and you can sign autograph like we'll put a pin <laughs> in the, like the tip of it and you can <laughs> sign oh. autographs at the booth it'll be awesome
1: <laughs> it's a good idea you're,
3: like, you're a celebrity now hey but but I did add, I was like, "Did you eat the catfish?" I was like, "Yeah, I ate it. Why wouldn't I?" I think I would have turned that one back. I, well, I don't think I could eat that. One.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it really matters at that point, but it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. And
3: this is the point where Daryl's just shaking his head in shame, going, "What what am I doing on here?"
1: Yeah, can I can I leave now? I you I'm, just, I'm
3: just I'm just thinking
2: about Jonathan. He doesn't like attention. And yeah, he gets, and he gets all this attention from that.
0: Yeah. That's of so all crazy. things. <laughs> if Daryl wouldn't have already been on the podcast, Joe, I'd be like, all right, let's get back on track for Daryl. But he's been in the studio. He's had the WCD yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's getting into at this point.
3: Yeah, but he's seasoned now.
0: Yeah, seasoned. You're back in.
3: I don't, I, I don't even know where we go from there.
0: Well, I, let me make a transition. Let me test this randomness. And I'm going off the top here. So we've talked food plot seed. We've talked a little bit about dildos because why would we not? Makes um, sense.
3: Mm-hmm. I feel like Clint Casper's on here.
0: right yelling at you trying to motivate you what was uh what what is new for big time coming in i know main event right we talked about that but what's some of the you guys are always like feeding deer is cool again or feeding deer is cool for the first time i guess is probably the better way to put it what's coming next what can you what can you leak what can you give us a hint to what can you tell the people
3: it's way too early to leak anything right now it is way
0: too early i know i leak it i'm pushing um, the issue
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to you like this, All right, and I know I say this every time, but Daryl Cherry is an absolute, uh, just a, a Jedi when it comes to these <laughs> new products, development everything. I am super super excited about 2023. We're gonna be back at ATA this year, back in our homestead of Indiana. Step um, two
0: feet to your left, uh, Joe.
1: Back in Indiana.
0: Are we good? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Kentucky. I'm excited for Indiana. Uh, Indianapolis show and ATA in Indiana. Yeah.
3: There you go. Um, The the lineup that we have that we're going to launch at ATA, man, it's very exciting. And, you know, we talked before the podcast with you guys. I definitely don't want to talk about that yet.
0: No, you can't.
3: What what we have in store for next year, not just us, but with you guys for the WCB community, I'm – So jacked about. I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, 23 is going to be amazing.
0: I agree. Uh, That's all
3: I'm giving you. That's That's it. it. I'm not giving you any more leaks than that. That's good. Let
0: me let me me
3: leak something here.
2: We're talking about food. Oh boy. This isn't really this isn't really a leak, but since we're talking about food, and it really hasn't gotten its fair shake because it was launched in. covid year so and just you know as screwed up as that was and missed all the shows to really get it out there and so on i don't think that really people have discovered um very well our platinum feed mm-hmm. and um just to kind of back up and t- touch on that i mean it's been out for this is its second year but man it is um the the stuff that we're still seeing that are that's coming from that is, is it you know not just obviously we're here to talk about big time but it's really been um, pretty remarkable the way that the deer are are taken to that and um, the this the consumption rate I mean they eat our other blends great but the consumption rate of this for the people that have been feeding our feed for who knows how long and then they're they're trying the platinum out. They're calling us back, and being like, holy cow, like this is a step up in, you know, not only in the nutrients and everything that it's providing, but just the consumption that they're seeing is um, pretty astounding.
3: Consumption and growth.
0: Can we go into a little bit of detail on that, Daryl? Just platinum, kind of like the breakdown of it and like why it's good, why they like it so much, why it's beneficial. Is, is that all right? Yeah. So I'm going to do one thing. I got to step out and hit the John and Doug is the platinum guy, but I'm coming right back. I just want to give everybody a heads up before I just dip out and be rude. Um, but it's one of those things. that's like, I want to use platinum so bad, but you can't, but I can't because of where I live. No, 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 no. Fuck Illinois. Just kind of say that. Is that allowed? <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted to do that because I know most States, is that fair to say? Most States are supplemental feed States.
2: At least in the off season
0: that's what i mean yeah in the off season assuming it's yeah. the off season yeah um illinois is kind of the oddball out with that i believe except for certain counties and other states but the illinois sucks so anyway i think it'd be great to break down for the guys that can use it in their su- off season supplemental feed states uh oh what happened all right we're here joe's calling me
2: You finally lose Joe, did we lose
3: dropping. you, dude? All I heard was I'm gonna go to the John, and my phone just died. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know what
0: happened. Okay, got I, got I,
3: just, I just lost all service.
0: Well, you're back, so this is a perfect time. I should have went to the John, huh?
3: You should have. You should.
0: <laughs> okay, I guess what I was saying was most states are in the off season supplemental feed states, so that's why I wanted to bring that up for people who might not be aware of like yeah. the benefits of the platinum. You know, and we were talking about. What is platinum? What is what is platinum? Go ahead,
2: Daryl. So plat- platinum is a, um, you know, obviously, you know, to kind of set the, for- the foreground for it with our other feeds, we've got our, our original fortified deer blend, uh, which is the whole grains with the corn and the, the milo and the um, black oil sunflower. And, of course, all of our feeds has our nitro mineral uh, mm-hmm. included in it. And then we, we go next to our plus protein, which is the same mix with a higher concentration of nitro and the addition of, uh, roasted soybeans. So we wanted to continue, um, kind of in a, in a, in a good, better, best scenario, um, step it up to, you know, more of a premium where you start getting, um, we added some, uh, we added peanuts, we added, um, protein pellet to that and um we also added uh, of course it's got our nitro but we also added some pre and probiotics to that too um and it you know it really hits the the points of driving home gut health gut health which is you know more and more people are learning that that you know it's critical not only in humans but animals as well and so just improving the the rumen for the deer um you know, improve so many other things, um, and we've got some, we've got some feed enhancers that um, honestly are proven that, but they're really, like I said a while ago, are performing better than we could have imagined as far as increasing consumption, um, even for this particular feed.
1: That's good. You guys got a lot of good response from that, then too.
2: We have but yeah, you know, that's kinda of my point a while ago that you know, when it was launched it was kind of that, that oddball year of yeah. twenty no, twenty. And it just didn't get the the push like that that normal products are gonna get in a normal year. So it's um it's been a little bit tough to get it unrolled to the public and get the knowledge out there and um and you know, and it is a higher priced premium product so um, but you know, to that same point, it's something that you know we encourage folks to to try it out. You know, if you want to save on a little bit of cost, we'll cut it with some cut it with the the, the fortified deer blend. Just you know, save some pennies there, and um, you're still getting some of you know you're still getting the benefits of
0: the platinum. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wish I could use it, man. I think it changed the, yeah. the summer game for me. You know, I feel bad for you. Well, it's just a bummer, you know. I I'm sure there's some other people out there who don't use slip metal feed or can't. There's a lot of people in states where they can't, like in Illinois, that still do it. I mean, they sell it. Oops. They sell Oops. a legal <laughs> feed in Illinois in <laughs> no. every store that has sporting goods. Like, you can buy it. Yeah. I, and how that shakes out, I don't know. Uh, um, and they're how cro- big, they're from Iowa to get it. how big a deal is it really? You're not supposed to do it. But... You know, you, you look on, I know an outfitter that's not in, in our area, but like outside the area, every deer they have is licking its nose the middle of July in the middle of the timber next to a fallen log. You know, it's like, <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. Um, I wish I could use it. I don't use it. How great would it be for a velvet pitcher? It'd be the best. It is the best. But I feel like, <laughs> fuck you, Doug. I feel just, like. Just turning that knife. Yeah, but I feel like it makes me have a more real, and maybe this relates to it, it makes me have a more realistic expectation on what I could see during season or could not see um, when velvet is on or off come into that season. It's like I'm I'm catching deer on more natural patterns leading into the velvet coming off, and so therefore I feel like I'm geared toward deer, deer natural patterns more than you and Eric are because you guys can put your supplemental big-time feed anywhere, true, true. and deer are going to eat on it. Whereas where I'm at, I'm a little more honed in naturally on natural deer. As a, a
1: counterpoint, though. We're catching all the deer on camera.
0: Yeah, mm. you know they're there, but Point. you don't know how they're naturally moving when your feed comes right. out. We'll get them. Who normally kills one early? <laughs> Me you and do. Austin. Yeah. Illinois boys.
1: Well, we'll see. And not always. Eric's, Eric's on something. Eric's feeling spicy this year. I have never met. I don't know. I don't know what, what Eric's going through, but he's making bets left and right. Joe, be careful. He just might bet you something. He's
0: rebirthed. <laughs> he's got a gambling you know, problem. You know. Is what he's got. It's a, uh, it's a problem guys. Like you guys were here. Eric, be making you a bet about something. Yeah. Just some random stuff.
3: Huh? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, uh, I'll t- I'll tell you something too about the platinum that you know we did we we did a uh, a cost per pound breakdown when we first launched it and of course you know some things have changed here and there, everybody's feeds have had to go up just due to markets and and, and stuff like that but, you know not only was it our, our our premium feed with all the benefits that we've added to it but when when we compared it to what are considered the more popular. Premium feeds and stuff in a tra- you know attractants whatever you want to call it on the market cost per pound it was also cheaper so I, I think that that's a benefit um, when a guy goes in there and he sees that um, when he does see that price of you know north of twenty bucks and he's you know it's still um, it is still cheaper than a bulk of
3: a lot of the products out there that you, that you see.
0: For sure. And right now, just. And
3: read the GA. The, the, I mean, when, when you're looking, if you're going with cost per pound and everything, mm-hmm. compare those guaranteed analysis of what we have in that bag compared to the competitors because it. Good point. It is packed full of everything you want to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, everything now is so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really. It, to shock me on the cost of something, you know, the only thing that's really like pissed me off besides gas prices, everything's expensive right now. But what I'm getting at is I don't, it's expected, right? Like things have to get more expensive. So, it, but lithium batteries, especially for the guys running lithiums over there big time, like I feel bad for you because lithium batteries are nuts. But, oh, yeah. um, like a price spike right now, I don't feel like is crazy. No, um, I don't really. It's a bummer, right? But, um, but you, it, it has to happen, right? Because you guys are buying. Or you gotta make, they gotta make money. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just it's just the way it is. But
3: either Man, way, I, I wish went I... to Pizza Hut today for lunch, and twelve traditional wings was nineteen fifty. Holy I mean,
0: shit!
1: It's,
3: it's getting stupid.
1: How you know, much really Taco Bell at?
3: Yeah, well, a lot less these days. But if New yeah, Windsor at a
1: Taco Bell, he'd be in trouble. I'd be, dude. I'd be way fat. I'm a massive fan of Taco Bell.
3: Cheesy gordita crunch, baby. Only way to go.
0: The chicken quesarito. You know how often we'd be over there? <laughs> so good. We'd have to do like a big time sponsored Taco Bell. Yeah. Like we'd have Big to have Time a, would have to help. That's how we would calculate our partnership for next year. You just give us a prepaid card with Big Time on it, and that's what we'd spend. Talk, we'd just yeah. use it all at Taco Bell.
1: We just stopped taking food pot <laughs> seed. Yes.
0: Yeah. Taco Bell. Didn't plant any clover, but uh, it's a good chalupa. <laughs> Chalupa's amazing. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm going to start showing up with a party box from Taco Bell every time I come over to the, the studio now.
0: I dare Me- you, Joe. I dare you. Mexican, I dare you.
2: Mexican pizza is back, too, though. Oh, shit.
0: I've never had one of those. Even Darryl getting in on taco bell <laughs> dude i never had one of those you never had a mexican pizza from the bell uh-uh. it's been a long time mm. i treated josh sparks and lee herr and uh, another buddy of ours we all went down they came into the cities They're like hey let's show us some of the local spots you know so i took them down to like the local brewery and stuff and on the way home I uh, had a dd i'm like all right boys my treat taco bell and everyone's like, what? Nah, I'm not really hungry. And then everyone was thanking me when we got back. Oh, I good. always do. Good move. I'm like, I know. My first rodeo. Okay.
3: Just for uh, everyone's knowledge, if uh, if you get Kurt a turkey, he will buy you lunch at Burger King. Because he's a high roller.
0: Hey, listen.
3: Damn, I he it balled out.
0: By the way, we should t- tell that quick story, uh, Joe, before we get out of here. Because um, yeah. we haven't done that on a podcast yet, have we?
3: No, not we. We haven't talked about it. Um, I haven't even told the story of my
0: awesome mountain lion either. So if that makes uh, no one knows this, that story. Oh shit! Kill the mountain lion. We've never done a podcast yeah. about it.
3: Well, well, let's talk about your turkey. I mean, <laughs> no one cares about turkeys at this point in the year. But let's talk about it. This story is worth talking awesome about. Moment. That was an awesome moment.
0: Literally, this is how it goes. Joe, I'm upset with you. We're at the studio one night. Joe calls me up. Kurt, I think I got a bird that well, we we could probably have a good time on tomorrow. Like, we could probably get on them and, and, and work them and see what we can do. Could you make it here in the morning? And I'm like, well. What me, time, is, let what let time me, is it? It was pretty late. I mean, it was later than that before. I'm like, I, I think I'd be all right with that as long as I can be back, like, at the, what we would call the end of the work day. So when my wife gets home, like, because I, I think I had some other shit to do that week. Palooza. Yeah. Oh, it was Turkey Palooza? But then I was supposed to go to Mark. No, I was supposed to go to Mark Jury's place for four days. Uh, oh yeah, and hunt with him and Rob Keck. So I'm like, ah, dude, we're kind of pushing it. Like, I don't like to push the limit too hard, you know. It's just because of in the fall, I'm gone all the time. Joe messages Sam and says, "I'm stealing Kurt tomorrow. We're gonna kill a bird, and I'm gonna <laughs> send him home with a great turkey. Uh, what's it called, Joe?"
3: My, my my air fryer turkey nugget exclusive recipe. But didn't you
0: call it General Salsa at first? But it ended up General's
3: General's toes, yes.
0: Toes, Salsa, toes, toes. Um So's, General Humphrey, General, um, General Humphrey's recipe. And uh, so I leave at four a.m. from Illinois. Get there about nine ish or something like that in Indiana with Joe. Joe's like fuck. I got a meeting at this time, so if we can make this done, so we get in. And I'll let you tell the story, Joe.
3: I'm gonna back you up just a fuzz because because okay. you are correct. But preseason, uh, Doug, we we tried our hearts out the year before, and we could not get him a bird. Yeah, and Was it we three we not get our yeah. We had three days. We couldn't get our dates right this year. I mean, we're, we're busy. You were doing family stuff. I was doing family stuff on days we were available and everything. And Which Kurt is funny how it like, worked
1: out when, what happened. We his, have and, and, been and Kurt
3: had told me, he's like, I can come over for a day at some point. I'm like, okay, no pressure on me. I got one day to kill this dude To It
1: took us three <laughs> to not <Cool>. get one. <laughs> this hunt was epic.
3: And, I had, I had just, I, I went out at lunch one day to, to pull a card just to see what had been moving through, and this bird was gobbling its head off.
2: He's on he's on the phone with me
3: checking test sites
2: and feeders, and he's like, dude, there's a bird just hammering, and we knew exactly where he
3: was at. Oh, it, it was, I, I could. Joe, you
2: know, Joe's nerves were torn up.
3: <laughs> I mean, I was like, I gotta get somebody in here tomorrow. Like, this bird is going to die. Like, for, for me to say this bird will die, like, I have to be 100% we're going to kill him right now. And I knew Doug was working, texted Kurt. I think we had a few phone calls. We and did. then finally, that, it, I, once I talked to your wife, then it was like, all right, I'm coming. And it's not that my wife, like, if I wouldn't have been gone. <laughs> yeah, she would have been fine with it. I mean, you can't kill big turkeys. If
1: oh, no,
0: so, yeah. <laughs> Well, it, Sam doesn't give a fuck. But, yeah, Sam doesn't. Like, <laughs> It would have been one more day of being at home. Then I'm gone for four nights at Mark's place. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's not yeah. going to tell me not to go hunt with Rob Keck. You know what I mean? Sure. And it turns out you don't pass that up. I actually ended up not going because I got sick, and I wasn't. I didn't want to get anybody else sick. Anyway, side story.
3: You didn't get sick because of me, did you?
0: I don't know, give a shit either way. I had a great time, no, it was worth it.
3: So, so, anyway.
0: Probably from the Burger King. So, <laughs> I so, do, do, I, mm-hmm. Can't put a, we a Burger
3: in. <laughs> it
0: was a great Burger so, King.
3: So, you know, this isn't going to be one of those, we're going to go out and sit up and listen to him gobble on the roost and everything. Like, he was there at 11 the day before. He's going to be there at 11 the next day.
0: Step to your left, Joe. Oh, damn
3: it, dude. Is that better?
0: Yeah, it is, yes. <laughs>
3: Okay, I, I'm I'm glassing deer while I'm talking to you in my field right now. So I'm I'm sorry. Um, so I'm like, yeah, just be here by like nine, man. We're good. And we go out, we set up, and immediately we had two birds gobbling.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And Doug, just to rub salt in the wound, it was where we set up the first night you showed up. which tried to do the evening hunt. Mm-hmm. We're right there. <laughs> Continue. Um, I'm like, dude, that bird's like 150 yards. Like we're, we're golden. And then the bird does what birds do and, and moved off and we made another set and we could hear him gobbling, made a play as Doug knows. The bird is right where his bird was, where he tried to reap him the year before. Like we know where the bird is and the, the field kind of stair steps down. So I was like, all right, we need to get out into this field. So he can't see us on the ridge," Cause I, I want to come up on him. And the first thing he sees is this, this fan when it pops up and me and Kurt are going out and Kurt has never raped a Turkey before in his life. Never. And you were a little nervous because we were out in the wide open.
0: Well, you just feel exposed. You know, I know how turkeys are. You it's feel
3: like weird. One it, feels wrong, wrong. Yeah,
0: it feels wrong. One wrong glimpse. and yeah. They're out of there.
3: Yeah, and and with Doug's situation, he literally took three steps and the bird ran from the field. So,
0: we had the hill to our advantage on this end, though. Like, yeah,
3: it, it was a rolling yeah. hill, which is what you want for reaping.
1: My bird was just where one we saw was just the biggest pussy ever.
3: <laughs> I I think he killed the bird that ran from you last year.
0: He he grew some but, nuts, <laughs> some fat. Nuts. So Quaker got a little more bold, <laughs> a
1: little fat. Quaker. So
3: I'm I'm holding the reaper. Kurt's kind of, I'm like, just stay right on my ass, man, because we'll, we'll get up here and I'll, I'll work you through it. And we, we kind of popped up over the hill looking down to where this bird's gobbling at and I just happened to look left and there's a bird 80 yards from us in this little dip strutting his ass off. And I just dropped. And <laughs> Kurt goes into, what do I do mode? I'm like, he's on my left side. I'm like, get on my right. And I was like, just Put your gun up, man.
0: We were literally shoulder to shoulder, touching shoulders.
3: <laughs> it, it was not the butt. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was tight. Yeah. So I, I stood up again, and the bird is just mow-docking across this field at us.
0: Immediately
3: <laughs> dropped to the ground. You we, we can't see the bird because there's a roll.
0: Here, this is where I come in. Bird, let me just get, add this little tidbit and then I'll let you continue. Joe goes, oh, go fuck, he's running right at us. <laughs> like, he's coming fast. Like, we get ready. He's he's gonna pop right over, and then you're just oh, like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I'm like, "What? Oh, for real? Like he's coming right now? He's coming in hot." Okay, so yeah, we're shoulder to shoulder. Go ahead, Joe.
3: And and you're going, well, "Where's he at? Where's he at?" I'm like, "Just keep your gun pointed where it's at." Literally, this bird comes over the hill, full speed, the hill at forty yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mo docking. <laughs> and I, I think you responded to me with, "Oh fuck." Yeah. And <laughs> Like he's on the beat as he pops up. And then he comes to a complete, uh, not an about face, but just put the brakes on because he sees this strutting decoy with two grown men crouching behind it. Just two boulders two behind it. bloated, <laughs> bush-like guys yeah. sitting behind
0: this decoy.
3: <laughs> what, what was it I said to you, Kurt?
0: You were like... Um,
3: I think I, I said smoke his ass.
0: Yeah, you're like, <laughs> smoke his ass whenever you want. And I'm like... The whole time I'm like I don't know, you know, I've never killed this is my first year with a turkey gun, right? So I got this fresh turkey gun. Actually, first turkey ever killed with this turkey gun, so it's got a big time sticker on the stock now. Oh, so deserved. It's pimping. But uh, yeah, something you can along those you can kill lines. A turkey with me, Doug. That's right. you can use my gun. Joe? Use my gun. Not now. But anyway, Sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, pretty much. Like it was cool, man. It came right up in forty yards still, but it was like right over the hill into us, you know.
3: It, yeah, but the the most amazing part of the hunt was—I mean—that was so cool how it played out. I've never seen Kurt Geyer move that fast because <laughs> he shoots, pumps the gun, and was literally running at this bird before the wad ever even hit the ground. I
1: was like, <laughs> I, I was
3: just like standing there with the decoy, like, oh, I, he he's gone.
1: Oh, right. okay, cool. He's gonna make sure bird would not go more.
0: Oh, dude, I no no more. Not since my Kansas debacle. Right. Dude, I'm telling you, I shoot a bird, I'm full sprinting out its ass. Exactly. And uh, that's the first thing you said. You're like, dude, you got to the wad before it hit the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It it was
3: wild. we flash. It it literally took us longer to walk out than it did to kill the bird. Yeah, it it did. Everything happened exactly the way it needed to, and that doesn't happen very often.
0: Oh, it worked out good. So we literally get back, take a couple pit. Well, we take a couple pictures there. Beautiful scenery, actually. It's like picture perfect. Um, go back. People are high fiving me at big time. You know, I'm like, all right, hey, let's get, let's grab some lunch. Joe still got his meeting, right? So I'm like, hey, I treat you. Let's go. I'll get. I'll buy you some Burger King because it's uh, it's really all there is. Quick, right? That was nice of you. By the way, that Burger King there is on point. It's really she cool. just went to the bar. That bar is. It would have took to long. He would have missed his we meeting. We didn't have time. Joe, uh, I had to go to a meeting. Skip your meeting. You're sick. So Joe downplays I took him to Burger King for our post-turkey uh, kill date, but I would have took him to a 32 saloon or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, 36. What's, the, what's the pub? Thirty six. The
3: negotian Pub. Oh, the most glorious place in the world. That food,
0: not bad either. I've never been to that one. i got to go there next time. Care um, you get in trouble there. The big time whole community kind of holds a special place in my heart now. There's a lot of great memories made there. Um, mine are all bad well that's all right it's haunted it's haunted didn't kill
1: turkey it's not haunted. you went there for you, you went there Doug for 10 minutes goats. yeah you went there for 10 minutes i see a ghost
0: from them there for three days i kind of forgot about the ghost story great burger king uh, moral of the story get the bird you know we we do all the legal beagle stuff go get burger king Joe, all right, buddy. Have fun your meeting. You're the man. Love you. Actually, Mark Jury called us, too, and was bullshitting with us. He's like, yeah. no, no shit. So that was kind of like a cool added bonus to it. And then uh, I'm on the road. Get home before my wife gets home. Joe gives me this recipe. And you want to talk about a recipe. Joe, you're the man for this. We cooked it that night. Devoured it. I still have two more breasts in the freezer that I'm saving for this recipe again. Then ironically, with like within a couple weeks, Mark Jury's like, I, I still send him some pictures, you know? And he's like, hey, what was that What was that recipe? And I, so I, I give him the deets, and he's like, god damn, you're the fucking man. I'm like, nope, nope, I can't take credit for this. Oh, damn. You this get, is the Joe Humphreys recipe. You gave Joe the credit. And he's like, fuck Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, this is your <laughs> recipe. So I'm texting Joe, and you know, Joe, I mean, Joe has talked to Mark, and I think you guys know each other. I am assuming just yeah. by the interaction, yeah. you know. And I'm like, it's, so I'm sending Joe. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, Mark said, "Fuck you," and uh, this recipe is mine. And, <laughs> recipe. But it's your recipe, Joe, and it's incredible, dude. everybody
3: needs to try that one. I we need to post it to uh, to the group, man. It, yeah. It's just
0: have unreal. you done a big time uh, blog about it? No, I haven't. We need, we need to,
1: to do like a WCB sure. film. Like cook cookout, oh, we should do that, Joe. We got to cook at
0: the studio. Yes,
3: yeah, we can do that, and we can do Bring a air fryer. You wear a chef over.
0: hat, okay, and we can do a blog while we do it too. And we can take some pictures. Else. A chef hat, yes, and please, nothing else. and an apron. Perfect. But any, anyway, Nero, are you coming to that one? Me? You, you, yeah. you better oh, find dear.
2: more than that. You better be wearing more than that chef hat. I'm coming. <laughs>
1: Party pooper. (laughs) Party pooper. Um, I'll have the chef hat placed appropriately
2: for you. Over over, uh, Doug's back window?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Over his back window ornament. Hey, yo. Yeah. Anyway, moral of the story. Great turkey hunt. We didn't really tell the full story. Great turkey recipe and uh, great food plot seed, boys.
3: It was a good one. Wish I could have been there, guys.
0: Yeah, I know. We need to get get both of you back in studio to hang out. A lot has changed here. Um, it's, it's kind of a new place. Tree hunting next year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's going
0: down.
3: Redemption Island.
0: Maybe Kersh is coming. We'll just double up. I'll come with and hold your hand, and then you'll kill We'll them. ghost hunt, too. Bring my gun, though. We'll bring my gun. All right. I got the big-time shotgun now. <laughs> Stickers on it. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> kill, kill with my gun. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for uh, giving us the up down update on the main event, um, breaking down some stuff for us. We always appreciate you guys on the podcast. We appreciate your partnership. Our listeners appreciate the partnership and the discount code WCB 2022. Of course, that'll be in the intro. Um, you already heard it. Get you something nice. Get you some, get on there, support good people, Support a good company and support good product. That's what it's about now. Remember that cheap shit. Let (laughs) me throw
3: this in, guys. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. We love working with you guys. You know that. I tell you that all the time. But we cannot thank the WCB community enough. I mean, I I promise this guy I'd do it. Shout out to Rob Agar. I've been on the phone with him. Daryl's been on the phone with him talking about his soil test and everything. But he's a huge listener and he he was like yeah that, that's where i heard from you guys so shout out to rob know, all the calls all the calls that we have with the listeners and everything we love it that's what we're here for keep them coming that, that we're here to help you so so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for buying our products
0: and and thank you guys for using the code because absolutely i got the report from joe and the code is doing great so i'm glad you guys are utilizing that and saving yourself some money and getting good product and supporting us supporting our partners um it means more than you know to us mm. um forever grateful i'm in here fist pumping literally as i'm talking and no one can even see me oh yeah I'll just let you know uh we really really appreciate it more than you will ever know i promise daryl what's up bud
3: weird silence weird it's all, silence it's all good
2: <laughs> we, we waiting for me to say how much i appreciate everybody's support
0: well, yeah. we
3: weren't really
2: waiting,
1: but
0: yeah. it's your turn if you want to. <laughs> it, would, it would have been nice.
1: Nah, That's normal
3: when you throw something whimsical in.
2: I was actually getting ready, you know, before Joe said it that you know we definitely int- appreciate you guys' partnership, and it's it's one of the best, and and we definitely appreciate the support that your listeners um, show us, and you know, and we see, you know, via the code, we see when they. Um, do support us and, you know, and I'm telling you, it's a trackable measure and it, it, um, it shows up and we, we, we look at it and we talk about it quite often. So it's definitely uh, not empty things. It's things that uh, are, are definitely do because we, we see how much you guys and, and your listeners support us.
0: I, I love that there's a return to your guys' investment with us. And, and we say this a lot about um, companies that kind of take, our partnership to the extra level, like Huntworth, we mentioned a lot and big time. You guys have been so great to us, honestly, over the years and the involvement that you've had um, with us being a part of certain things in the podcast and putting us in your catalog and um, future involvement that we're talking about. it's like, that means so much to us because we started as a crew that, you know, we're reckless. Honestly, we still are reckless. Like, not a lot has changed. We've always done what we're going to do. And if a company wants to support it and be a part of that, um, it, it's, it's hard to really wrap our heads yeah. around because the industry is in a big shift right now. And the authenticity that used to be from the big major TV networks is now shift to, and maybe it maybe hasn't shifted yet, but it's in transition. everyone can see it. Well, it's and and for this is we're harsh a little bit, you know. We weren't, we're not the show for everybody, but the real ones that live life for real and work hard and cuss and have the reality is, you know, you guys are supporting real motherfuckers more than a lot of other people because of partnering with us, of doing what we would do anyway, whether you guys partnered with or not. So we're thankful that you are, and we're glad that you are, and we truly love big time, and we love the partnership. So, um, a true, true heartfelt thank you, guys. Big time, big time.
2: I tell you something else, Kurt. You know, and, you know, um, not many people get to see it because they they don't get to meet you guys, or, or you know, they just or just the way the circumstances work out. But yeah, you guys might be reckless or take it to the edge and this and that. But you know, when you get to be around, when somebody gets to be around you guys. You know, you guys are, are really not just genuine, but you have your good, genuine guys with a heart you know when uh when we were out in indy together you know we don't leave we, we don't leave without asking about our families you guys are you know hugging at the restaurant to part ways i mean it's just um you guys are more than just um guys trying to make a living and and, and get sponsorships and you're 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 really are good guys too i mean and i wish that more people more of your listeners could experience what joe and i, I know get to list, uh, experience, um, and, and other people that are partnered with you that, um, it's, it's more than, than the work for you guys. It's truly, um, relationships and, and, and just good, genuine guys with big hearts that care about, you know, others.
0: I appreciate you saying yeah, that. Thank man. you. That, that is, you know, a lot more to it. That's a lot we probably fail to talk about too, but it's weird. You know, it'd be weird for us to bring that up, but I do appreciate you bringing yeah, that up. But sure. it is true, man. We're huggers. We really are. We'll get out. <laughs> we are huggers. I guess I never really thought about it that way, but we hug a lot, but, but it's a, uh, you know, we, we like to feel close to people and appreciate them. And that's what it's about. You know, life's too short not to hug. What's up. So thanks for saying that, Daryl. That means a lot, man. You got me all sappy. Very nice. Man. <laughs> yeah. Joe,
3: real sappy. I think I need another beer.
0: Joe, you got a nice to say. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not a tear. It's my allergies, man. Yeah, I, I splashed bush light on my eye. When I took a hard drink. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hard ass. <laughs> I'm a hard <laughs> ass. That, <laughs> was, that, was, <laughs> that was bourbon. Get some Wham burgers, and French fries. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate you guys. Get on big time. Look for main event, Buck Brunch, Clover, whatever you're wanting to do. Borderline plan it for it next all. year. I'm a little late this year,
1: but uh, not till you feed your deer. Though, get some feed. Get some feed. If platinum,
0: they- nice plug,
2: Dougie. Thank you. Food, food plot season's coming up. Quick.
1: I'll char- I'm going to charge extra now, Joe.
0: Thank you. Coming up real <laughs> no quick. Problem. Be thinking about them and thinking about them quick. So, all right, boys. If you're good there, we're good. I'm going to close her out. we good. Thank you. Know, Appreciate you guys. You know what to do go shoot your bow. We love you. Later.